Great. Thank you, Emma. And uh, thank you, team. So uh, once again, welcome everyone to Christ Central Church. My name is Joe Crummy, and I'm going to be speaking today from our formation series, The Way of Jesus. And here in Fredericton in New Brunswick, we have just had a major snowstorm. So we're thankful for technology that allows us to still participate together, both through our live stream and our Christ Central YouTube channel and ChristCentral.ca. And a big thank you to our worship team and our AV people for being here to serve today. It was not an easy thing getting out this morning, so we appreciate them. And thanks for everyone who's uh, joining us. And also thanks to you as a church family. As many of you know, I've had some uh, health issues just in the last kind of week and a half. And so thank you for your prayers and your concern. Much appreciate it. And we're continuing to uh, walk forward in that. So thank you. All right. Well, today's message is really, really, really important and key and vital to all of our lives and everything we've been seeking to implement in our, and sort of in the past few weeks and over the past couple of months with our formation series. And it affects everyday life and it affects eternity. And so here's a quick review. And if you were able to see the kids uh, church live stream then this is going to be a review so hopefully you already sort of know some of the answers but just a quick review and we got to kind of get big picture to understand how that works and funnels down into everyday life for every one of us so big picture god created us for a relationship with god and so we see that with adam and eve and how they were made in god's image and it was very good as many of you wrote in the chat earlier and we see that part of God's creation, some of the angels rebelled against God. They want it to be God. And they were cast out of heaven. And that's a consequence of sin. And they went after God's creation, Adam and Eve. And they tempted Adam and Eve. And they're like, did God really say this? And I think God's holding out on you. And they put distrust. And Adam and Eve didn't believe God. And they disobeyed God. And they rebelled against God. And we've seen the consequences of that rebellion for the past several thousand years. And they had broken relationship with God. They had broken relationship with each other. They then had broken relationship within their family, which spread into broken relationship. And all the pain and all of the chaos and all of the hurt and anger and everything has continued all the way along. But the good news is this. That's the bad news. And we see that. And I don't think we need to be convinced of that. The good news is God had a rescue plan. And that's where Jesus comes into the picture. Jesus, the Bible says this, Jesus is the second Adam. So the first Adam, made in God's image, was supposed to glorify God, supposed to spread out over all the earth with God's glory, <clears throat> messed up. And instead of glory all over the earth, we had chaos and pain. Jesus, the second Adam, came, and he obeyed God. And he lived a perfect life and honored God. And he gave his life on the cross as a payment for the penalty of sin. And he substituted himself in our place, and for all of humanity, but for you and I. And he bore the penalty of sin. He got rid of the pollution of sin. He removed that partition that separates us from God. He broke the power of sin over our lives when he died, and God raised him from the dead, and he conquered sin. He conquered our enemy, the devil, and he conquered physical and spiritual death. It's incredible. And then he's establishing his kingdom again here on planet Earth. So he invaded what Satan had kind of stolen, and he's moving on out into the lives of people and in people's hearts for the last 2,000 years. And Jesus, back in his day, and Jesus says to us, come follow me. That's Jesus' call. We're to follow 
Jesus. We have a relationship with God as Father. We know our purpose. We're to live to glorify God. We're all about now His kingdom and bringing heaven to earth. It's an exciting life to live. And God has done all the hard work for us. Jesus did what we couldn't do. And so the hard work's been done. The hard part is finished. And our part is this. We turn from everything that maybe we're following that we know isn't God, and that's called, the Bible says, repentance. So we turn away from the things we were doing, and we turn to Jesus. We believe and trust in the things that Jesus says about himself, that he's the way, the truth, and the life, and all the different things that we try to unpack here every week. And the Bible says that we, by faith, believe and receive these truths. So repentance, faith, and then, this is sometimes the part we forget, we're now to live and to follow Jesus in everyday life. So it's not just kind of a one-time off, oh, I believed in Jesus so many years ago. It's, no, it's every day we're to follow Jesus. Now, here's a question for you. You can write this in the chat. It might be an easy one. We'll see. Who's at work in all these three different stages of being a Christ follower? So think about it. When we're blind, the Bible says, when we're lost, who's drawing us? Who's revealing? Who's convicting us? The Holy Spirit. The third person of the Trinity. Mark was talking about this last week. The Holy Spirit. Before we even knew about God, the Holy Spirit is drawing us. He's revealing. He's convicting us of sin. When we believe in our hearts these truths and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and Savior, who births new life in us? And Mark just shared in that passage from 1 Peter, that we're born again. We're born of the Holy Spirit. He gives us new life, and the Holy Spirit dwells in us at conversion. We have the indwelling Holy Spirit. He lives within us, and we're born again. That's a gift. It's nothing we can earn. It's a gift, and we receive it by faith. And then third question, who helps us now to live and to follow Jesus? Who helps us to obey everything that Jesus has asked and commanded to us? The same person, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit usually sometimes is at conversion. We've talked about this before, but many times it's after conversion. The Bible says this, if you can take this sponge as our life, that we're to be baptized, we're to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's like this, because baptized means this, it's to immerse and so I've got my bucket of water, and this is kind of like our lives. And we become Christians. We're hidden in Christ. We become a Christian. And then we are immersed. So the sponge is a little bit dry, sometimes like we are, and it takes a little while. But then we are immersed. We're dripping with the Holy Spirit. That's what it's like to be and sometimes we say the first time we're filled with the Holy Spirit is we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then the Bible says we're to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And here's sometimes the things that we can sometimes forget as followers of, Christ, as, of Jesus. And maybe you're new to this. Maybe you're just starting the journey or you're interested in understanding this. Jesus said this in John 14. He said this to his followers, because you got to remember how uh, radical this must have been for Jesus' followers. They'd been with Jesus three years, signs and wonders, miracles, incredible. And then Jesus says this, I'm leaving, I'm going back to heaven, and everyone's like, ah! And Jesus says this, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I will send the Holy Spirit 
to be with you and in you. That's good news. So everything we've been trying to say in this formation series is this. We have a goal. Our goal is this. We're to become more like Jesus in every way. And that's a process, but we're to become more like Jesus in our character. We're to become more like Jesus in knowing God and enjoying God as our Father. We're to know Jesus more and to be more like Jesus in obeying what God asks us to do. That we're to live and demonstrate and we're bringing the kingdom of God everywhere we go. And we're to help others do the same. We're to go and make disciples. And many times we're like, even if we know this, we're like, oh God, there's a yes in my heart, but how am I supposed to do this? Because sometimes it seems impossible. Sometimes I can't even get out of bed in the morning. Sometimes I'm just, it's been hard. We've got winter and COVID and snowstorms and isolation and all these different things. You're like, Joe, how am I supposed to take on the world when I can't even figure out how to lead myself? And this is what we can subconsciously do sometimes, or maybe we even admit it, is we can say this, Joe, you're asking me to be like Jesus. However, I'm not Jesus. So you're asking me to do all these things, and I'm, maybe you're feeling kind of pressure, and this is where, you know, oh, we're supposed to be reading our Bible, we're supposed to pray, all these things. I know they're good, but, go, oh, you just don't understand. And now you're saying, I've got to be more like Jesus? You're just like, huh, I'm not Jesus. Well, let's just unpack that for a minute. Yes, and Jody talked about this with the kids. In one way, we're not like Jesus. We're not the Son of God. He's unique, fully God, fully human. However, what we're going to learn and unpack a little bit more in the next few minutes is if we think and believe, well, because I'm not Jesus, then I can't do the things of Jesus, then what happens is a lot of times we give up, we coast, we drift, we feel guilty, we're frustrated, and maybe sometimes even when we think we're doing well, maybe there's a pride there because we think we're doing it in our own strength. And this is the key truth. I just want to hone in on a few minutes today. And this is the key truth. Even though Jesus was the Son of God, is the Son of God, Jesus needed and He relied on the Holy Spirit that He needed the Holy Spirit as a helper, as a teacher, as a counselor, as an advocate. So let me unpack that for a minute. So again, here's one of the scriptures we've been using all through this series. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Jesus says this. And this is for all of us. This is what Jesus says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke. So you've got to think of back in the day, oxen were yoked together. There was wooden yoke. It says this, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we come to Jesus, we realize that, hey, coming to Jesus brings freedom, but we're not just a free agent. We're not just, hey, I'm free now. I'm on my own. No, we're yoked to Jesus. We're united with Jesus. We're identified with Jesus' life, his death, and his resurrection, and that's what happens with water baptism. We're identified with the life of Jesus, but Jesus says this, you can learn from me. How did Jesus live his life here on earth? Jesus lived his life by being filled and dependent on the Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus is God and we are not. But let's look at two passages and see how they apply to our lives today. So just interesting. There's not actually much said about Jesus between his birth 
and the start of his ministry. So we have a lot about his birth and the Holy Spirit's really involved there. And then we have just one instant when Jesus was 12 years old and his parents freaked out because he was at the temple and it says he was teaching, but that's it. And then all of a sudden, 30 years later, Jesus shows up and all heaven explodes. And this is what we read in Mark 1, 9 to 11. What started his ministry? It was this, his baptism. We read this, Mark 1, 9 to 11. At this time, at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. So he was immersed in the water. And just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And at once, the spirit sent him out into the wilderness. So let's just unpack this for a moment. Jesus' water baptism, and Mark talked about this last week, we have the Trinity involved, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Father speaks truth and affirmation and blessing. This is my, you are my Son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Before Jesus did anything, the Father's like, I'm pleased. And he gives us words of truth and affirmation and blessing. Jesus' identity is solidified. He's a son, he's loved, he's accepted. But we also receive the, see this, the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus. He's in power and now he's led by the Holy Spirit. And the first thing we see is this, it says this, the Spirit sent, or some translations say this, the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness. So the question I have is, this, if Jesus is the Son of God and he's divine, why did Jesus need direction and leading and empowerment if he was the Son of God? Why is it so important that at his baptism in water, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, and from that point on, his ministry started? That's really important because of this. And this is what we're going to read in Philippians 2, 5 to 11. We read this, and Paul's writing to the Philippians, and he's talking about Jesus, and he says this, in your relationships with one another, do you see how it's all about relationships? Have the same mindset, or some translations say this, have the same attitude as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge, confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So here's a key thing from that passage. Jesus didn't lose his divinity. Jesus was and is always God. That's really important. But Jesus didn't use his divinity. In order to identify with us as humanity, he humbled himself and he didn't use his divinity here on earth. So even though Jesus is and was God, he chose not to use that. And instead, how did Jesus live and follow and please God? By being filled and led by the Holy Spirit. He was led and guided and empowered by being filled with the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit he wants to fill us with today. 
Jesus relied on the Holy Spirit. This is the key part. Jesus relied on the Holy Spirit just as we do today. So just let me give you a couple examples and then we'll pray. You think about it, okay? With that sort of knowledge and understanding, you think about it. The Holy Spirit sent it. He drove Jesus into the desert to be tempted by Satan. And what do we read in those passages? Jesus passed the test. He was the second Adam. And we can only imagine this, that the Holy Spirit, who Jesus talked about in John 14, 15, 16, he said this, Jesus is the, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And he's going to remind you of God's word. He's going to remind you of the things I taught you. So Jesus tempted in the desert, just as Adam was originally to disobey God, to not trust God. And what does the Holy Spirit do? The Holy Spirit brings scripture to Jesus' memory. And Jesus said, it is written. And he passes the temptation because he uses the word of God, because the Holy Spirit was with him. Think about this. Jesus, it's time to pick the 12 disciples. Who's going to follow? And we just say, well, Jesus is God. He knew ahead of time who it was going to be. No, what do we read? It says that Jesus stayed up all night, and he prayed, and he sought God the Father, and then he knew who the 12 were. So we just think, oh, Jesus is God. He, he just knew who they were. So Jesus can stay up all night praying, Phew, but that's not for me. No, we're to seek God. When we need to find answers from God, we seek God and we get away from the world and we seek God and we say, God, I need to hear from you. God, I need your Holy Spirit to speak and to reveal. John 5, 19, Jesus said this. He says, very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. Folks, this is what the heart of what we've been saying in this formation series is. We're saying, just like Jesus, Jesus needed to get away from the crowds at times because he needed to hear God's voice. He needed the Holy Spirit to know him what to do next. So we just think, oh, well, Jesus was God. He knew everything. No, he didn't use his divinity. He was reliant on the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was busy and crowds and everything. And what did he have to do? He had to get away. Why did he have to get away? He needed to seek God. He needed to be refreshed. He needed to hear God's voice. God, what do you have for me today? And that's what we're saying in our formation series. We need time in God's word. We need time in prayer. We need time to rest and recharge the batteries because we're following Jesus' model because Jesus was reliant on the Holy Spirit and we're reliant on the Holy Spirit. We see this, and this is a whole other teaching, but I'll just mention it now. Jesus needed and he used and he relied on the gifts of the Holy Spirit for his ministry. So Jesus used gifts of teaching, incredible teacher, gifts of miracles, gifts of word of knowledge, discernment, wisdom, healing, service. Jesus used all of them. And we as the body of Christ receive the gifts from the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit distributes. We read in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. Therefore, not all of us have all the gifts, but together we do. That's why we need each other. That's why you can't be a Christian just out there on your own. We need to work together. We don't have all the gifts, but when we come together, we do. So some have a gift of teaching, some have a gift of administration, some have a gift of service, some have a gift of discernment. We need to be working all together. And folks, that's what's so exciting to be part of the body of Christ. And I know we fall short a lot of times, but folks, we come together and the Holy Spirit has distributed gifts because we're the body of Christ and we learn to work and use them together just as Jesus did. 
And Jesus, we see in his humanity, he was hungry, he was tired, he was exhausted, and he needed the Holy Spirit for his rest and renewal and for him and his character to remain holy to God. Folks, we need the Holy Spirit to help us in our character, to form Christ in us, that we would have the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And we need those more and more, especially if we're on social media. So folks, we need to see this key reality that Jesus' reliance on his Father by the help of the Holy Spirit was real. Jesus chose not to use his divine power and actually left them in a position where he needed the Holy Spirit to help him. Now, folks, here's the good news as we draw to a close. In light of what I've just shared, think of this, what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 4, 14 to 15. The writer of Hebrews says this, therefore, since we have a great high priest, referring to Jesus, who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Why? For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Folks, isn't it good news that Jesus knows our weakness? That Jesus in his humanity was tempted, he was tired, he was harassed, he was rejected, he was tempted with all the things of the world, to be proud and to be arrogant. Whatever the situation, Jesus, our great high priest who is now in heaven, praying for us, who we come and we can call on the name of Jesus, he's able to empathize with our weakness and he gives us his spirit to help us in every aspect of our lives. The third person of the Trinity empowered Jesus who was sent by the Father. And Jesus now, this is the great news, gives to us the same Holy Spirit that he had to know God as Father, we've talked about before, to hear and obey God, to love God and to love others, to be holy as God is holy, to have authority and power to carry on the freedom-giving activities of God's kingdom. Do you remember when Jesus, Isaiah 61 and Luke 4, he said, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is now upon me too bring good news, proclaim freedom to the captives, all of those different things, we now as the body of Christ continue to fulfill that. And God uses us to bring freedom to people from Satan's dominion. So in closing, here's the application. Folks, Jesus provides a pattern for us personally and together. Jesus is our Savior and our Lord. Jesus is also our model and our pattern. Remember, we're yoked with him. We learn from him. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Why? Because he, one of the reasons is he's provided the Holy Spirit. We're called into relationship with God the Father through faith in Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. We're called to follow Jesus and to learn from him. And what we're doing in the formation series, we're using and learning about the practices that Jesus used, being away, word, knowing God's word, prayer, rest, and how that then impacted his ministry in everyday life. We're using the gifts of the Spirit just as Jesus used to serve the church and the world. Do you remember this familiar phrase? For the sake of 
others. And by relying on the power that Jesus relied on for every moment of every day, Jesus led a spirit-filled life. So in our formation to become more like Jesus, it's a process, this is every day. The Holy Spirit plays such a key part of this process. The Holy Spirit was involved before we came to Jesus. The Holy Spirit was involved in our conversion and our salvation. And the Holy Spirit's involved in our everyday life from that point on in following Jesus. And in our framework of life, I've got my trellis right over here, how we're trying to build a support network that we can grow, that helps us and facilitates our growth and maturity. We're saying this, it's a pattern of habits and practices that supports our friendship with Jesus. It's about our relationship with God. We bear the fruit of his character. We want the fruit of the Holy Spirit more and more in that inner life in our character to grow and mature. We want to experience his presence and everything, that Jesus is with us 24-7, that in every aspect of our life, from the moment we wake up and even when we're sleeping in our dreams, Jesus is at work and he's with us and active in our lives by his spirit. And we want to help offer this life of Jesus to everyone around us that we go on making disciples. So folks, I hope you understand this. When we talk about God's word and prayer and rest, those are the three foundational things we've talked about so far. The Holy Spirit infuses, is involved in all three of those foundational things. The Holy Spirit helped write God's word. He's the spirit of truth. When we open up God's word, why don't you do this? Every time you open up God's word, God, Holy Spirit, bring revelation, teach me. And we prayed last week, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation that I might know God better. When we're in prayer, Holy Spirit, the Bible says this, you take the things sometimes we can't even put words to. So sometimes in our prayers, it is a cry, it's a groan, it's weeping. The Holy Spirit takes those things we can't even put words to, and he takes them to the Father. The Holy Spirit's involved in our prayers. And when we rest, the Holy Spirit's there. Even when we sleep, the Holy Spirit is at work. It's good news. So folks, this is the key thing. I just don't want us to miss out. Jesus needed and relied on the Holy Spirit, and he's provided the Holy Spirit for us. Because folks, if we don't realize the work of the Holy Spirit, it can be tough. It's tough enough with the Holy Spirit. It's even worse without. It can be striving. It can be guilt. It can be frustration. And sometimes we just give up and we just drift and we're just like, well, I'm not Jesus, so it seems to be a few special people that this is for, but it's not for me. No. The Holy Spirit is available for all of us. So this is where we get into the participation. This is where we get into how do I respond. Well, we're going to take a couple minutes and we're going to respond. So Taylor, why don't you just come and you're just going to just play behind us and just kind of help us just to focus on this is the uh, acting part. And I just want to walk us through a couple of things. All right, so I'm going to use these sponges, and these sponges are going to represent different people that are part of our, who might be watching, okay? And I'm going to pick one, and I'm just going to pick one that maybe this represents a life that, you know what, when you realize, I've never come to Jesus. I've never prayed, you know, I've never put Jesus as 
some of the things you're talking about, Savior, Lord, have never responded to Jesus saying, come and follow me, then you can do that today. You can call on the name of Jesus to be saved. You can repent, you can turn from your life without Christ, and you can turn to Jesus, and you can just pray a simple prayer. You can say, Jesus, I turn from my life without you, and Jesus, I choose to follow you. I believe that you're my savior. You've paid the penalty for my sins, that God raised you from the dead, that you are alive today, and that Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to make you Lord. I want to make you leader of my life, and I want to follow you all the days of my life. And the Bible says that when we do that, the spirit comes and indwells. He lives within us. It's like we are We've been, we receive the Holy Spirit. And we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And for some of us, maybe we've done that before. Maybe we've said, you know what, I've repented, I've come to faith, I follow Jesus, but you know, I just don't feel like I've ever been fully immersed, baptized, filled with God's Spirit. The Bible uses different terms. Then in a moment, we're going to pray for you that you would be filled and drenched. Because when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, it's evident that God kind of just spills out and marks everything around us. And for some of us, we need to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I've got some different things here just before I pray, because sometimes we disqualify ourselves. And this sponge right here, you know what? It's got some marks on it, and it's kind of like it's got some rust stains and different things. You can say, Joe, you know what? Like, oh man. If you knew what I was really like, hey, you know what? We're all messed up. We all fall short of God's glory. We all got marks on us. We're all stained in some ways. You're not disqualified that you can receive and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you might say, you know what, Joe? Like, this one's old. You might not be able to tell through the thing, but... This one's more new. This one's old. This one's been like, Joe, you know what? Like, maybe it's just too late. You know what? Like, oh man, it's not too late. It's not too late. You can receive Christ. You can be filled with his Holy Spirit. You can be baptized in his Holy Spirit. And this one, you can say, well, you know what? Here's the good news. All these different sponges, different colors, different textures, different backgrounds. It doesn't matter. So whether you're 10 years old or 90 years old, it doesn't matter. Whether you're black or white, it doesn't matter. Male or female, you might not even know what gender you are. It doesn't matter. You come to Jesus. You can receive life in Jesus Christ, and you can receive his spirit, and you can be filled and baptized and immersed. Jesus said this, if anyone's thirsty, let him, him or her come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. And by this, Jesus meant the Spirit, who hadn't been given yet until Jesus had died, resurrected, ascended, and then he sent his Spirit at Pentecost. So as I was preparing for this, and then we're going to pray, I had a picture, Well, uh, and this was the picture, maybe hopefully it will be helpful to you, and then we're going to pray in whatever category you might be in. 
And this actually came from a dream I had, which doesn't make it any more special or anything, but that's just where it was, and I believe God sometimes speaks to me that way. And in this dream, it was like I was in a school, and I was walking down the hallways, and it was like all these rooms were filled with people, and it was kind of like maybe, I don't know the situation, maybe we were at war or something, but we couldn't leave those rooms. And I came in from the outside, and as I was walking down those rooms, I went into every room and there were people in every one of those rooms and people were crowded and people were afraid and people were exhausted and people hadn't had any supplies or water or food and they couldn't leave. Sound kind of familiar to some of the things we've been in? And I came and I just came with a tray and it was like one of those big Gatorade tubs of water and every room I went in, I had this big thing of water and I was able to distribute water and all people had to do Everyone had a cup, and they were just able to come and to receive. And as I woke up from dream, as I thought about the dream, I was just like, you know what? That, that's what Jesus does. He comes to us. We're in captivity. He comes to us. He comes right into our room. He might come right in. He is coming right to your living room or your bedroom right now. And he's done the hard work. He brings the water. You couldn't bring that water. You couldn't make that water up. He brings living water. And what do we do? All we do is we come to Jesus and we receive. That's all we do. Jesus has done all the hard work. He came to earth. He humbled himself. He lived a perfect life that we couldn't live. He died on the cross. God was satisfied with his sacrifice. He substituted himself we should have died on that cross. He did, and he gives us his right standing and relationship with God. And it gets even better. He gives us eternal life. We're going to live in heaven with him. We're part of his kingdom and his family here on earth. And he gives us water to drink. He gives us his Holy Spirit who says rivers of living water will flow from us. And God uses us to bring life to a barren land. All we do is come and we receive. So let's pray wherever you are right now, and you know where you're at, so it's any one of these sort of three prayers. Maybe you've never come to Jesus before, and it's humbling, folks. It's humbling. Okay, we got to humble ourselves. It's humbling to come and say, Jesus, I need you. I repent. I turn away from other sources that fall short. And Jesus, I receive, and I believe by faith. You love me. You died for me that you bring me into a right relationship with God as Father, and that you put your spirit within me to indwell, and then you fill me with your Holy Spirit. You mark me. You seal me. I'm identified with Christ, and I have a eternity in heaven coming, but eternal life starts right now in knowing God and Jesus. And God, you want to give me purpose to live out now, bringing good news to those around me. Come to Jesus. Call on his name. Jesus save me, have mercy upon me. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Sorry for the things I've done. Sorry for how I've gone after other things and people, but now I choose you. You come to Jesus. Maybe you're already a Christian, but maybe you feel like, you know, I just don't know if I've ever been immersed. I don't know if I'm really drenched or have ever been drenched. Then you come to Jesus. Anyone thirsty? Come to Jesus. So come to Jesus right now. Say, Jesus, I receive. I come to you for living water. And if we ask, your word says, 
you're faithful and just. Your promises are yes and amen. You're not going to give me, if I come asking for bread, Jesus said, I'm not going to give you a stone or a serpent, scorpion. I give good gifts. How much more the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So Jesus, we ask now, come and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me, immerse me in your Holy Spirit. I need you just as Jesus did. Receive, drink. Say, yes, I receive. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And maybe you were filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember the night I was filled with the Holy Spirit back in Easter Sunday, May, in April of 1994. But I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Paul says this, go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. So I come to Jesus, I come to you again. And then you can pray this. Jesus, I come to you again. And even though I, thank you, I was baptized in your Holy Spirit days, weeks, months, years ago. I need you, Holy Spirit. I need you. Oh, Holy Spirit, we need you. How am I supposed to have patience and self-control unless you, Holy Spirit, fill me and immerse me? How am I supposed to tell others about you unless you empower me? How am I going to be about bringing about the kingdom of God if I don't have your spiritual gifts working in and through me? How am I supposed to love God and love one another unless your Holy Spirit fills and immerses me? So Jesus, I come to you again. I say, come and fill me. Immerse me. Baptize me again in your Holy Spirit. I want those rivers of living water to flow from my innermost being. I need you. Just receive drink of the Spirit. <sighs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. When we ask, you come. You fill us. Ah, thank you, Lord. Hmm. I just want to take a minute, and Emma, I'll get you maybe just to check the live stream if there's anything. We'll just take a minute, and maybe don't want to rush away. So we'll just give a minute if people want to respond. So people might have something to share, or maybe a picture, an experience. So, Graham, we'll just continue on for a couple minutes, okay? Even though, yep, so go ahead, Emma, and then we'll just wait. We're not in a hurry, so let's just wait, and Emma, you go ahead and share. Um, Jerusha had a picture of um, people standing along a shore with their hands raised towards heaven and a tidal wave crashing over them. And, uh, yeah, mm. and uh, Maria is praying, baptize me, Lord, with the Holy Spirit. I yes. need you. Amen to that. Great. All right. Let's just wait a couple more minutes because God might be meeting you right where you are and we don't want to just cut things off. Okay. So we're not afraid of silence. We can just wait and God might be meeting you again right where you are in your bedroom, in your living room, with your family, if you, even if you're on your own. Folks, this is the good news. In COVID and isolation and all that, as much as we need each other, even if we're on our own, the Holy Spirit is with us. We're never actually alone. It's good news. So let's just wait. Okay, come to Jesus. Receive from him. Ask. Believe. Receive. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to do this. We have a few people here in the building. I'm just going to pray for them while we're still going. And it helps maybe you at home. So Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for every person here right now and every person watching, Lord, 
And God, I just pray now, would you come, would you fill, would you touch, would you baptize, would you immerse? Lord, those who are here right now, Lord, as we come and drink of you and of your spirit, come, fill us. God, we want to be like these sponges, Lord. And God, Lord, these sponges represent us, Lord. Some of them, woof, they're dry. Even in the water, they hardly... So we just wait on you, Lord, that you would fill us, Lord, even though we're all shapes and sizes, we all have different backgrounds, we come from different people groups and different languages. Lord, I thank you, Lord. We have people literally watching this live stream and online from all around the world. Lord, you're filling right now. Lord, people all around the world. And Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, just as we bring things to a close, and Emma, you can come if there's anything else in the next minute. So just a quick review. Folks, we come to Jesus. We start with Jesus. We come to him for salvation. We come to Jesus to receive the Holy Spirit. We come to Jesus to go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. We're about this formation, the process of Christ being formed in us for the sake of others. This is for, to benefit others. We're trying to look at, and Ollie's going to pick things up next week as we kind of move on to some different aspects of that framework of life, those foundations, the Word of God, prayer, rest, the Holy Spirit. We're going to begin to see how they get worked out through our friendships, because friendships are hard. Ollie's going to talk about that next week. We're going to talk about our sexuality and that in a couple weeks' time. That's difficult. And so this whole aspect of being led and filled and directed by the Holy Spirit is so key. And again, Jesus was led and relied on the Holy Spirit. So too can we. We learn from that pattern of Jesus. That's available for us to learn from. So it's good news. So again, I thank Taylor, Graham, our worship team, for being with us today and making the extra effort to get here. Thank you for watching online. Thank you for your comments and all those great scriptures, everything that was shared in our live stream. If you're watching on our YouTube channel and later on, thank you for being with us. And again, please contact us. If you have any questions, you want to follow up with anything in your life groups, friends within our church, please contact us. If you've maybe prayed that prayer to follow Jesus for the first time, please let us know because it's like you've been born again, you're a babe, and we want you to be part of a family that you're included and you don't have to just go it alone. So just check one more time. Are we good, Emma? All right. Well, Lord, we just want to thank you again for the body of Christ. Thank you. We can gather even though it's through God, Zoom and all these and live stream and all these different things. God, we thank you, God, that you work through that. And I thank you, God, for being with us today. Thank you for revealing yourself. Thank you that you're faithful. Thank you for answering our prayers of coming and filling us. And God, I just pray, God, may we walk in the power and reliance of the Holy Spirit this week, Lord, for your glory and for the good of those around us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, once again, thank you so much for being with us and have a great week. God's blessing be upon you. Amen.